This is CliffCentral.com. This show contains adult content. If you find it offensive, please go to the CliffCentral.com website where there's a show for you. talk on cliffcentral.com it is friday morning this is unscripted this is on radio and this is without a doubt this morning uncensored Mm-mm. cool to be here with tamar i missed you last week i missed you too baby and i am so pleased and honored and excited to have the amazing the wonderful mr sme himself York Zuki. I don't hear the drum rolls in the background. <laughs> well, we're putting it after. It's a podcast, so ah. it's an honor to be here. Thanks for inviting me, guys. So it's really cool. So we are talking this morning about sex and business and the connection between them. So York and I have had lots of discussions about this, and we have found a lot of amazing parallels. And we've been talking about doing this for quite a while and finally got around to it. So thank you for being here to share this morning. Absolute pleasure. And so such a timely topic this week was World uh, or United Nations World SME Day. So it's a perfect, perfect topic to address today. And also people, it's not sex as a business. It's just sex and business. So yeah. just saying to everybody. And not the business of sex. <laughs> yeah. Just also well, clarifying we that. spoke about well, it. Well, it kind of is in a way. Okay. But, you know, the same principles apply. So we're going to talk about uh, market penetration, <laughs> of competition. <laughs> are we going to... Absolutely. Are you enveloping? <laughs> are you penetrating? Just very important for me to say <laughs> from both sides of me, sis, <laughs> wonderful men in my life, John T., my teacher, my guide, my amazing friend, my amazing mentor, and my left, my beautiful partner in life. So I just have to say, this is a peak experience. Last time we were like that was in a very different situation. It was indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just have to spice it up. My head, you know where it is. In the gutter. In the gutter. Even when we talk about business. Absolutely. Absolutely. Please admit it. Fantastic. So one of the ideas that, that kind of kicked us off was the way that you have sex is the way that you run your business. And what you fear in your business is what you fear in sex. What you fear sexually is what you fear in your business. What you'll allow yourself sexually is what you'll allow yourself in business. How creative you are sexually is how creative you will be in business and in your life. So we looked at this and we had a discussion of the different stages that a business goes through and looked at the sexual parallels of that. So where do we start? Gosh, I think, um, you know, in in all our chats over coffee, the... There were so many parallels, so many insights that you have over human behavior mm-hmm. relationships that in my all my years of uh, starting businesses, supporting businesses, investing in businesses, 
are so enormous parallels. So really, I'm eternally grateful for the opportunity today because I think a lot of the startups, a lot of the entrepreneurs, a lot of the business owners out there can learn a hell of a lot out of all the insights you have mm. around communications, around uh, um, revitalizing a dying relationship uh, with your business, uh, around mm. uh, bringing products to markets, around growing the business. So I think it's going to be a really interesting one. Mm. But I think from a background, we've got to look at the – if we look at the – Let's call it the life cycle of a business. You've got seven distinct phases. I'm not going to go in all of them. I think we're going to cover them today. But right from ideation, the starting of a business, just like you start a relationship, mm. to the growing as you get to know each other, as to confronting the truth when you delude yourself, right up to growing with each other. You're starting to bring operational processes mm. in the business. You start to take uh, – Routines start kicking in right down to the part when uh, you take each other for granted and uh, and competition starts kicking in. <laughs> another lady, another guy, another partner and it starts knocking at the door. Yeah, and those are amazing parallels. And um, the interesting thing is we need we need a philosophy. We need a framework for life, for business, for relationship, for sex, for pleasure. And if we have that, we actually have a framework to put something in um, that allows us to look at it, allows us to grow. We can plug tools into that. And nobody really teaches us that. And nobody really teaches us the fact that everything in our life is connected. That the way you do something is the way you do everything. Absolutely. And, uh, and if I may pick up on that, John T, I, I would love to put on the table, you know, in my experience, that connectiveness mm. is closely linked also to the intention with which you start a relationship, with which you go out in life seeking what it is that you want. And uh, in the business world, most people start a business, but not really wondering whether it's a lifestyle business, whether it's a business that they want to grow into something phenomenal and so forth. And I just wondered from your mm. side, what is your views on intention? Well, relationships are the same, that people don't always, they're not always conscious of the intention of a relationship. You know, what do I want from this relationship? Why am I going into it? And often it's just because it's expected of me. That that's what my parents did, or this is what my social circle does. This is my perception. So, yeah. So without a clear intention, we go into relationships and then all of a sudden we find ourselves going through these different stages, but we've never actually thought about them. And we're not able often to make a choice. Do I really want this? For example, do I really want to be a parent? Mm. Just because that's expected of me. But do I really want to do that? And do I really want to do this now? So starting with an intention, an idea becomes important. And then looking at the different elements of that intention. Do I want a relationship that's about growth, for example? But then how, you know, especially in relationships, uh, you guys mm. been around the block, so to speak. <laughs> we talk a lot. <laughs> we Doesn't do a mean, few things too. Well, John T does. I, we, I still fumble in the dark. Yeah. But uh, you, you, you know, often you don't know what you want. Mm. Uh, you, I meet Tamar and I fall head over heels for her and something develops. How, what is your advice? Do you just go with the flow, enjoy the journey, or do you start already being more conscious, bring intention, deciding where you want to take this? Well, 
before Jonty goes, because he will say the right thing, <laughs> I, I, think, I feel that it's always a mixture of you have to start somewhere. So before you even you can really go into a conscious journey, which becomes more conscious than not, it will be a good idea if you listen to at least what you think you know or what you think you believe. Mm. So even if it is to start a business because you really want this big car, like I got to South Africa because I wanted money. I wanted to actually work here and make some money because I thought, you know, fuck my personality. Oh, well, well, screw that. Screw everything that I wanted to believe in because I really believe in money right now. It took me to the most amazing place anyway because I re my soul discovered it's not really what I want to just make money and buy a house. So even if you start with where you think you are, where you think you believe, who you think you, pre you perceive to be or you perceive yourself to be, It's a good starting point because at least you feel like you're genuine. So even if you start that business or start dating that girl because you think she's going to give me as much sex as I want because she's whatever, you know, this is what I, I think I need from a relationship. It will be interesting to see if you fall flat on your face and, you know, what's the next station is going to be. Only question if you learn from it or not, I think. Mm, that's really interesting. So if your intention from a business point of view is is just to make money, for example, then you have to say, so what value do I add with that? What value do I add to anything? And then put that in the same context of, of a relationship and put it in the same context of sex. What's the value? Which part of myself do I want to feed in that? And I might not know them all because when we start out, as you said, we don't know them all. But I have an idea to say, I'd like this relationship to be a little bit more. And I don't necessarily know what that means right now. Yeah, spot on. And I may pick up on what you say, Tamar, on the being genuine. You know, we, we had, when we started our relationship, we're lucky, thanks to your advice also, Jonti, but we put everything on the table from the start. We were brutally honest with each mm -hmm. other. So at the beginning, we knew we wanted a certain something out of that period. And it goes to your point as well is to say, just at least put things on the table, be open and transparent about it. If uh, one is looking for marriage, long-term commitment, kids, and the other one is looking for uh, wham-bang, thank you, ma'am kind of approach, well, put it on the table. Yeah, and when you do that, then you can start to see, okay, so we've got two different paths here. Is there a third path? Is there a fourth path? What possibilities can we create from that? But at least we're genuine. Yeah. So, you know, what comes to mind for me is, is I learned this recently. It's the, the, the difference between a goal and an intention. And the goal often becomes a limitation. That's actually very powerful because in business the same. You know, as you go into the journey of creating mm. your business, if you have a very specific goal – it's most likely going to derail you. Because you, you cut out so many possibilities. Absolutely. So if we look at the world of pleasure, for example, what we've done in our world is we have given one criterion to a successful sexual experience, which is orgasm. Now, orgasms are wonderful, and I'm not saying don't have orgasms, and you can have all the kinds of orgasms that you like, and I teach people to have orgasms and help them to have orgasms, and G-spot orgasms and A-spot orgasms and multiple orgasms and all those wonderful things. Sorry. In the field of pleasure, there are so many possibilities, and orgasm is just one of them. 
So this should be interesting. What is a, in the world of business, what is a multi-orgasm? Well, I think people think about the goal, like money. So we're yeah. going to make a multi-billion industry. You know, we, I'm going to, you know, have, you decide I'm going to have a few branches or I'm going to have a very successful shop. You don't know where your business is going to take you. And that's yes. something that you often, often teach and mentor, uh, other, you know, people that come for business advice. You really, you, you really should ask yourself, okay, am I going to limit myself in a goal or am I be believing in something? Am I believing it? Is it an energy? Yeah. So if I say that I'd like to create a business with the intention of fulfilling myself, mm. and I don't always know what that means because I don't know all the aspects of myself, but with that intention, I'm open to possibility. The same thing in a relationship. If that's where you start and with a sexual experience to say, I'm open to the possibility that I would like to have a fulfilling experience. I don't even have to know what that means, but I'm willing to look at the possibilities of that, which is not just one in this field of possibility. So we, so summing up, we looked at intention and from what you are saying, you're really saying, look, just start. Don't hope for a perfect relationship. Don't hope for a perfect set of environment. Just learn to get going, to get up, put intention and effort into your relationship. Yeah, because there is no such thing as a perfect condition, perfect no. timing. You're going to have things along the – I need to sneeze. <laughs> Go for That's, it. <laughs> That's was a nasal orgasm. Okay. <clears throat> so it's not what you're really looking for, a sneeze. Let's go back. No, sneezes are good. It's – Mini, tiny, mini orgasm. <laughs> there we go. So if you start out with the intention that I'd like to create something, that I'd like to grow something, that mm. I'm willing to explore it, I'm willing to go on this journey, that's when you're opening to amazing possibilities. And in your experience, fundamental to this journey, to this getting up mm. and going in the relationship, what is the biggest fundamental, if you would like, or glue that holds all this together? It's communication. No question of that. Firstly, communication with yourself, which is learning about yourself and understanding. You know, I sat with a couple, a young couple the other day in, in my office. And what's amazing about this couple is she's 26, he's 28 or the other way around, young people. And they've realized that they have a deep love for each other. They don't know how to have a relationship and they have certain issues that they would like to get past to have an amazing relationship to be able to do that at their age is fantastic they're not waiting 10 years where so many of the problems are deeply set and we spoke about a way of communication that i teach all couples who come and see me and at the end of it his comment he's a smart guy he said this is actually more about me than us yes okay that a lot of his relationship is about him. Her relationship is about her. Their relationship is about them. It's true. So, so in business. So I, the first yeah. level of communication is I need to know myself. You know, there's so many applications to that in the world of business. Mm -hmm. I mean, let alone understanding and communicating oneself. But I see so many partnerships. <laughs> just like in relationship, mm. but so many partnerships where two people get together to form a business, they don't know their roles, they don't know the expectations, mm. they don't know there's egos involved, and, and, and they don't know how to communicate on that. They, 
almost have a feeling that I, we should set everything up contractually today. And that piece of paper should set you for life. Get married now before we date, kind of. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And it doesn't work like that. Hmm. So we need, we need a tool and a framework to communicate because we're going to grow. We're going to change. We're going to expand. So we need a tool to constantly be able to talk about that. And what kind of advice would you give uh, entrepreneurs, uh, business owners? What are these tools that they can grasp? What is a good methodology or framework to approach this? I think learning to listen is one of the most important things. Um, and the simplest way to, to understand what somebody is telling you is to reflect back what they have told you. Not what you think they've said, not what you understand they've said, what they have said. And it's one of the most vital tools. So this is how you would do it in a practical yeah. way. So, and this is exactly the same in a, business, in a business discussion and in a relationship discussion. I'm going to go first for argument's sake. If I have 10 points, I need to write them down. I need to break it down to be clear on what each one is. That's the first thing. And when I do that, I'm clear within myself of what I want to communicate to you. Then I say my first point. You listen. Because in a lot of relationships of any kind, after my first three words, you're ready to jump down my throat mm. because you've heard me say the same thing so often. Uh, I do that a lot. <clears throat> Sorry. So, I think all of us. <laughs> so when you listen, you're going to hear everything that I've said. When I'm finished, I tell you, now I'm finished. You wait one full minute before you reply. The purpose of that is to hear everything that's been said and to give yourself a chance to think instead of just reacting out of a pattern. Mm. And then what you do is you give back to me what I've told you. You see, we all have incredibly specific inner worlds. Now, our inner worlds determine the way we look at life, at relationship, at business, at sex, at everything. The only way you know what my inner world is, is if I explain it to you. So when you give it back to me, that gap between my mouth and your ears gets closed and we're talking the same language. The problem in a lot of communication is one person is talking Italian. I don't speak Italian. So I'm speaking English, you're speaking Italian. Eee. There's no understanding. Yesterday it struck me. I came back home and I'm going through a bit of an emotional period um, because I, we lost a very close friend. And uh, I got home and I, you know, York is the person I love the most in my life. And I, I got home and we were speaking different languages. Mm. I was going through mm. something very emotional. He was going through something extremely different, but also caring. And I, 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 it was exactly that. We were standing one, five centimeters yeah. from each other. Yeah. And I said, he can't see me mm. and I can't see him. And we love each other and we really care. And we're three years into the relationship. So this can happen, I think, in every relationship of how many years you know, you start to grow something, doesn't matter, there's the chemistry, you set the cards on the table, you have great, this is still the journey, 
called my journey with myself and my business partner or my partner with himself. And then there's always, always need for mutual respect, open honesty. It was so hard. I broke my teeth. Eventually I managed to express myself and say, sorry. And it was just because I realized without that, we can't mm. go f- further. And that is coming, you know, I'm sure when the business is growing, there's so many changes. You see it differently. I see it differently. And how do we find common grounds again? But you know, you, you both raise an interesting point and on to your last point about taking the time. <clears throat> In business, I find that a lot of part business partners often don't spend time with each other. Mm. They, they're so busy operationally involved in the business that like we are yesterday was a very busy day so we're running around like crazy and we come with different energies and you did it beautifully how you just paused and calmed and then just created the space to talk or not talk at the beginning but (laughs) so you know it brings up a very interesting idea which is kind of mystical in a way um, and I've learned it in a lot of different sources, from a lot of different sources over the years, from sources of meditation, of yoga, of different ways of moving and doing things. We need to slow down. Yeah. Mm. Now, the problem in our world is everything is immediate. Mm. And that puts us under enormous pressure. But a lot of that is actually an illusion. Because we think we have to reply to things immediately when we don't necessarily. But when we slow down, and we've spoken about this from time to time, Mm. you and I, when you slow down, you actually get so much more done in such an effective way because you can really see things. You can really feel, what is this that's happening now? What do I have to do? Mm. And you can create a space of clarity. And as soon as we can slow down a little bit, we can connect in that space. We get into kind of a flow. We get into a rhythm. We get into a frequency of energy that's much easier because it's not a struggle. Absolutely. And I see it in, in my businesses and I see it with my mentor that it's so tempting to be incredibly busy, mm. to be running around left, right, and center instead of taking a step back. And when you do that, step back that you just suggested I find that I don't know how but business just takes off hmm. uh, either people think that you're more important than you or uh, your time is more valuable you've got time to actually draft proper replies proposal emails you know it brings to me and I don't know that I've ever really thought of it this way before you make yourself important to yourself hmm. <clears throat> and that's huge because If I'm important to me, then I am going to be important to you because I value myself. So I value what I'm bringing. I value my skills. I value my understanding, my information, my product. And in my relationship, it's the same thing. I'm in relationship to make myself happy. I choose you because that helps me be happy. That allows me the space to fulfill myself. That's powerful. So in a business sense, if I choose a business or a relationship in terms of a partnership that allows me to fulfill myself, it's because I matter. And just just to touch on that, and I know it's a last podcast about um, why sex coach. So why business coach and Mm. why sex coach is both. So business coach is very, very legit. And almost in every executive level, you'll see that corporates even – 
in corporate coach, life coaches mm. or business coaches to help you focus on who you are, what are your goals, what are your what is your fulfillment, mm. where are you where are you stopping yourself? Is it money issues? Is it that you fear of success? Is that because we do have all these things, but the same goes with relationship. We are afraid of a successful relationship, of open open possibilities of being completely because we think maybe we can just mold ourselves into that kind of image that we learn from our parents slash religion culture and then we'll just fit Hmm. and we'll be fine and then that's where the sex coach and the relationship coach comes in just to touch on that because we think we know and we are working conscious but we are so actually held back by our own limitations sometimes subconsciously so i just think even in business and just to touch on another correlation once you start develop your business go into a soul search go into a business soul search understand yourself better you never can actually get to a end there's such a depth to it. Well, we kind of spoke about this, you know, and we said that if you if you want to grow your business, grow yourself. And fundamental to that, I, I love what you're saying because what you're actually suggesting is creating, let's call them reflection buffers mm. along your path of hopefully growth in your business or in your relationship to sometime stop, pause, look. But that requires also an innate ability to be to to really be very honest to drop all illusions yeah like uh, you might be in a relationship you think it's going beautifully but actually you're deluding yourself your partner's frustrated is 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 how do you how do you turn the mirror to you or to to your relationship firstly by being incredibly honest and by being willing to be honest and in that we have to look at ourselves And the hard part of that is we have to acknowledge and admit parts of ourselves that are incredibly difficult for us to admit because we have to admit the things that we don't do well, the things that we screw up, the things that we don't know how to do. I mean, for me, one of the hardest things, especially doing the work that I do where people are coming to me for advice and for help is to say, I don't know. But it's one of the most powerful things to be able to say, I don't know. I don't know the answer. I don't have a solution. Let's talk and let's explore. So we have to be willing to acknowledge everything about ourselves. And that's what you said, that that phrase, brutal honesty, because it is brutal. Mm. And in relation, I, I think business, sometimes people think it, could, it might be easier because we're just business partners. But we get so attached mm-hmm. to our dreams, to our, you know, whatever we thought that we're going to succeed, you know, achieve with this business. But in relationships, it's also very vulnerable. It's, mm-hmm. it's a place of not looking again. It goes back to first square one and not going back to, I wanted the relationship. I wanted the, you know, the, the, the white fence and I wanted the two kids and whatever it was that I was actually attached to. You know, the only thing that really matters in the end of the day is, are we happy? Are we fulfilled? Are we, are we flowing? You know? And that's where we have to look at the expectation that we have, which is based on a pattern, based on conditioning, rather than this is what I really want. And it comes in relationship, and you'll talk more about the business aspect, it comes more out of looking at myself and valuing myself and saying, if I loved myself more, which we are not taught in our world, what kind of life would I have? What kind of relationship? What kind of business? What kind of job? 
That's extremely powerful. I see the parallel in the business community, how often business partners, investors, shareholders, employees, they hold very different expectations mm. out of, let's call it, the relationship that they have with the business. Mm. And, uh, and nobody is uh, addressing it. They just hope to leave the elephant in the room. Yeah. So what becomes interesting then, if we link this to communication, is to think, what do I want from a communication? So in relationship, I think we generally want one of six things. And maybe in business, it's the same. You'll tell me now. Mm. So the first thing is I want to fight. Yeah. Because sometimes that's there and I'm really feeling that. The, the next one is that I want to vent. I'm really frustrated. I need to get rid of some stuff. The third one is I want to tell you where I am with something. I've been thinking about it. I want to tell you where I am with it. The fourth one is that I want to know where you are with something or with that. The fifth one is we need a solution to something. And the sixth one is I don't know what I want, but I want to talk. Usually we're jumbled up all in one message. Yeah. <laughs> but if you go into a communication, like if you go into a relationship communication with an idea of saying, I've been thinking about something. I want to tell you where I am with it. I don't necessarily need anything from you right now. I just want to tell you this is what I've been thinking about. I know what's expected of me. So I can listen to you. So powerful words for <laughs> business owners. <laughs> well, it's a, bit, it's a bit like it's abstract in a way, but I think that some people have it more ingrained in them the intuition of understanding a, mm -hmm. a natural progress of, you know, a child being conceived, a business being conceived, a relationship, something being conceived to the delivery, to the growth, to the challenges and the teething, and then to the plateau. So I just want to kind of recap everything we discussed. And I was basically kind of parallel to a business yeah, uh, yeah. growth kind of, I don't know. I'm just asking no, as a absolutely. person who has less experience in business. <clears throat> so, Once you get to that stage, I want to turn the question to you now. Once you get to that stage that you have something going on, it's working, you're honest with each other, you keep on, you know, you keep on challenging yourself to make it better, but then you kind of get to a comfortable space. What then in business? You are, you know, as we, as we talk and the point that you raise is, is incru incredibly crucial to, to, to business owners because We often separate private life, relationship, emotions. So we put our heart into it. And then we think, we delude ourselves that in business it's this cold-hearted, rational. But it's not. It's human beings running a relationship with a product or a service and with clients and employees. And uh, you're spot on. And that leads to a point in the business when you start to grow. When, uh, when all of those aspects kick in, when it, when there's routine, when you have to be at work at a certain hours, when you have commitments, when you, when you have, and you know, John T, you often say the trick in a relationship sometimes is just to pitch up, is just to start something. Yeah, and makes it's time, makes yourself available. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's not always exciting and yeah. it's not always Amazing, and it's not always wonderful. Sometimes it's just kind of the day-to-day -day stuff. But the attitude that you bring to it, the perception that you bring to it, makes it what it is. 
That's very powerful. Unpack that a little bit more because, you know, in business you do get the excitement, the initial phase, mm. the, the growth phase, the first few employees, a couple of customers. Now it builds up to the next level. And then comes exactly this routine. And a lot of business people are stuck in, their, in this routine. Mm. How do you bring pleasure back into, into the relationship that you have? Well, I learned something really interesting from Gabor Mate. You know, he's a Canadian physician who is probably at the moment, I think, the foremost thinker in the world in terms of mind-body medicine. And he talks a lot about the idea of self-love in, in a healing context, that self-love is a practice. Mm. It's not a feeling. It's a practice. So the consciousness of that shifts. So put that in the context of your life. If I go and exercise, doesn't matter what exercise I'm doing. If I go and exercise, that's part of loving myself. If I acknowledge the awareness of it, I'm doing this as an act of self-love, mm. that shifts the perception of it because it puts it in a space of value. Mm. That is powerful. So in a business sense, I would imagine that if you are doing something that's important to the growth or the operation of your business and you can see the consciousness of that, you see where it fits in, you see this is a really important cog in this wheel of my business. A researcher, I don't remember if she's a, I think she's a, a psychologist that is doing research in, in, in that field. I saw a TED Talk and I will put it on the podcast page. Like also I'll put mm. what you're saying about Gabor Mate, um, said that stress that she's been encouraging her patients not to get stressed because that can kill them. She realized after all the recent studies that if you are just saying to yourself, this stress is good for me, I'm now I'm stressed, I'm aware of it, but I'm stressed because I'm trying to help more people today. I'm stressed because I want to get to my child quicker to kindergarten. I'm, you actually work on the stress and you say, wow, my body's reacting. Actually, they managed, scientists have managed to study it that if you are conscious about your stress, it's actually very healthy for you. So that's unbelievable because we just know we have to calm down, we have to calm down. But stress is a healthy reaction of the body, can be, of mm. course, not excessively. But once you are conscious, she said, just changing the perception, saying, I'm conscious of the fact I'm stressed, my heart is beating faster, I'm sweating maybe, I have, but I know my body is serving me. That changes completely the lifespan and the health condition of the patients. Wow, that's interesting. You know, I never thought about it like that. Um, but it's very parallel to what you said about once I do sport, many people do say, I look ugly, I'm horrible, I'm a lazy ass, whatever they say to themselves, or I go to work today because I need to, whatever, prove in the subconscious that I'm worthy. Mm -hmm. Once you change it, you say, no, it's a practice, practice of self-love. So even if you're going through a phase of, you know, right now I'm mourning my friend. I'm telling myself, this is healthy. This is okay. I loved someone. He's in a different frequency. I'm going through a very natural process. Instead of saying, come tomorrow, get yourself together. Stop mm. being like mm. a wuss. You know, I'm changing the perception yeah. of it. So, yeah, and I think Gabor Mate said this as well. It's not so much what, hap what happens to us. It's our perception of it. Mm. And that's huge. And it brings me to something from a business point of view that we've spoken about as well, which was, the perception of failure. Oh, wow. Which is a perception that if something doesn't work, it doesn't mean it's a failure. And it's so powerful. Uh, you know, I think about, uh, you know, the making love, the pressure, the, 
there you think was this, am I good enough? Am I licking, touching, caressing? Mm. Am I, and, and you, and you're so, it, you almost, you almost have to put them aside because otherwise they actually limit you in, in actually enjoying the journey. Yeah. And in business, it's the same. We often, we, we are so driven to, to meet a certain standard, a certain outcome that we forget that business or your own business, especially, but also if you work in a company, it's a lifelong relationship you're building. You might have different partners, different companies over the years. <laughs> um, but take, release some of esteem and get into this relationship with the business. Enjoy the good days, the bad days. And don't be afraid to try something new that uh, maybe you say, you know what, actually, that didn't do it for me. Uh, Brings up two really interesting things that we can add to the resources. Mm -hmm. The first one was a TED Talk I heard by a guy called Ricardo Semler. And it was… Maverick. Yeah, it's about how to run a business with very few rules or something like that. Ricardo? Semler. Semler. S-E-M-L-E-R. So he's a a Brazilian businessman. I think he had a huge business. I think it was worth lots and lots of money. And they started looking at how could we do this differently. And they started chucking a whole lot of the traditional rules out. And he gives an amazing TED Talk on it. And the other thing is is something that Esther Perel said in in a talk. which was that in our lifetime, we will have different relationships and maybe we will have different relationships but with the same person, mm. which means that maybe your marriage or your relationship will be three or four different relationships because you keep redefining yourself yeah. and each other. Do you you keep growing and expanding. It? No, I don't. Okay, so we're going to look for it. But the Brazilian guy, right? Yeah, no, Ricardo Semler. We already, yeah, we already mm. went to to another our our friend, a sexologist and researcher, Esther Perel, <laughs> which is a little bit of a reference thing. But you keep on saying things, and it just keeps on coming back to me every single time that you bring a topic up. We the definition of failure. I don't mm. think there's even enough ways to discuss. Uh, recently, another TED talk, which I'm going to add, uh, I've I've listened to a very cool one that said. That actually, South African radio even uh, uh, broadcasted recently that guys are much more when they are boys. They are um, taught to they can run, they can go out, they can jump, they can be uh, brave and courageous. And girls are taught many, many times to be good girls and to not do that and to try and to behave and to not take risks. And then when it came to actually testing uh, through varsity. Uh, students that are as equally brilliant, when they couldn't get an exercise right, they came to the teacher, uh, to the lecture, and the, the the guys will often say, this exercise doesn't make sense. And the girls will say, something's wrong with me. Huh. Mm. When they try to solve a problem. And that's something that takes us to how was your childhood? Did you, every time you did something wrong, were you, were you maybe solicit, you know, your parents mm. or your environment solicit you to try and work it out? Maybe have more risks, maybe try the unknown, or were you trying to always fit and make a more safe assumption or maybe a safe solution? And that is so applicable to just check yourself Absolutely. in your business yeah. or in your relationship. Are you trying to just be safe and, 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 and sound or are you allowing yourself to jump into the cold water and so on? But on, on that, you know, it's interesting you say that in business, um, the right way, if there was such a thing, mm. but studies seem to suggest that 
thousands of little failures are much more healthy for a business because they strengthen, let's call it the, the business's immune system. I love that. And it's like uh, if, you know, it's, 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 if Jonty and I were having sex um, <laughs> and uh, – not a bad Dear listeners, a, imagine the well, scene. <laughs> well, when they see both of you in the picture, they understand it's actually very, a very cool idea. Um, <laughs> Go back to your train. Let's see if you can do that, my life. You that derail yourself. Yeah, just, just, so beautiful. And here, thank you for all the people that also do business with York because I know sometimes it's very difficult. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Look at the picture later on Instagram. Um, but, but, you know, if I want to experiment mm. with Jonti, and it's much more powerful to try little things every day to bring this, um, I don't know what the right word is, innovation to bring, to bring a consciousness to wanting to improve things, break things and so forth, which, which is where I want to ask you guys. You've been, uh, you, you, you studied this. You've been in this space of relationship for a long time. And same as in a business, at one, you, you reach a certain level of routine maturity in your business. How do you introduce artificially when maybe the lust is gone, the spark is gone for your business? Uh, when you just want to get through the day? Um, send the proposals, close the deals, support the clients and whatever. How do you bring back the excitement when there's actually very little excitement left in you? Mm, that's really fascinating. Um, and I think you have to look at it and, and look at relationship in the same way, is that relationship needs to keep expanding and growing. So the first way that we do that is through understanding that it becomes a practice. Mm. The practice means that we learn certain sensual things, sexual skills. We learn meditation. We learn breathing. We learn things like that, and we keep doing them. That's the first thing. When it becomes a practice, a lot of inspiration comes out of a practice. Can you unpack that a bit more? Yeah. So what happens is the way that we work is in terms of patterns. We do the same thing in the same way. So easy way to understand that is every time you brush your teeth, you brush your teeth in the same way. You start somewhere in your mouth, you go around the routine of this is what you do. Okay. In life, in pleasure, in sex, in relationship, in business, we do the same thing. Okay. That's a very mind-based way of doing things. It's very much from a mindset. So our thoughts run in loops. It's like hamster wheels. They go round and round and round and round. We need to be able to find a different place inside of us to access different resources. Three things, three places, intuition, inspiration, creativity. We do that by getting out of our patterns. So if you have a, a blockage, if you have a problem, the more that you think about finding a solution to the problem, the more stuck you're likely to get. And the more you do the same thing again and again and again, because it's coming from your mind. Your mind doesn't know any different. Oh, this is so applicable to business. Do something different. Go and do a jigsaw puzzle. Go and watch a movie. Go and dance. Go and do Yoga, go and stand naked in the sun and scream and shout 
in dance. To all or friends working in the corporate <laughs> sector, please follow that last Janti, advice. Janti, <laughs> like we, we had a dinner with you and your amazing mm-hmm. daughter two nights ago, and she said also, you, you guys were saying exactly mm-hmm. that. She's a copywriter, right? Yeah. And she said that uh, one of the biggest copywriters in the world said, sometimes just leave it. Leave it, go and clear your mind, do yeah. something completely different that really you won't think and try to resolve that problem. And Esther Perel, just referring to her again, says the secret of desire for long-term marriage, which is basically keeping the creativity and stimulation in a very constant um, safe space, is trying to find any way to see someone with new eyes. Yeah, and that's shifting your perspective. I think it was Einstein who said, you cannot solve a problem with a mind of the same consciousness that created it. Marcel Proust said it as well. Do not seek new lands, but seek to see new lands with new eyes. Mm. So what that means is, and we said this a little bit earlier, that your business is an extension of you. Mm. Your relationship is an extension of you. If I can keep shifting my perspective, Mm. that's when I have something new to bring, to talk about. And I do that by understanding that if I'm doing the same thing all the time, my perspective is not going to shift. Which which on a practical level for businesses, it's really saying, one moment, stop. Whether you're employed in a corporate or you're running a business or you're an entrepreneur or whatever the case may be is – Take a breath, look at where you are, introduce, try something different, experiment. Don't make it a big deal. Don't change the whole company from today to tomorrow. Introduce little things. Yeah. And, you know, that goes to the idea of of this idea of overnight success. Oh, yeah. That, And a lot of people still today start businesses with the idea that in six months or in a year, I'm going to be this absolute multimillionaire and everything's going to be amazing. It's not. And it's this iceberg thing. You know, people come to me. I got an email a little while ago from somebody who says, he wants to come and learn some things and he wants to be a tantric master. <laughs> and it takes me back firstly to that. Like I want to be a master of my business. Yeah. yeah overnight. Exactly. Yeah. So it takes me back firstly to the Malcolm Gladwell idea of the 10,000 hours. And the second thing about it is when you do the little things, And you take a step back. You're able to integrate the understanding from each thing. This is what it does. I can fit it into a context. And I don't know a lot about a lot of business studies, but I have an idea that a lot of it is very kind of, it's broken down into all of these different little boxes. I need a context. I need a culture. I need a big picture to see where everything fits into that. So if I'm working in a business, if I understand what my role in that is in connection to the bigger picture, I can do that really well because I know what's gone before. I know what's coming afterwards. I know what's connected to. A a relationship pretty much becomes the same thing. One of the books that you've read, uh, well, one of the 50 next to your bed, uh, was very similar principle, and I'm Paper trying. Paperweights, not books. <laughs> <laughs> no, so you read a lot, and I know Jonty reads a lot, and that's for me. That's a real indication. Not everybody can read. Some people listen to TED talks or audio books. It doesn't matter really, but it is to change your perspective on things. Which are the books that recently I see like you? I, I saw something like Rules, Throw Away the Rules, or something like that. It was one of the books that actually say that. 
forget about the rules that you learn in business school. Hmm. It's very similar to what you said. Um, so it doesn't matter the name of the book. I'll write it in the podcast page. But one of the things that, that uh, York has been sharing with me when he reads those books is that it really is all about understanding that sometimes you don't have all the answers and you have to maybe get a consultant, get a mentor. Mm. There's, you know, there's this bigger wisdom we can tap into. York runs entrepreneurship clubs, which you attended in one jaunty as a, as a co uh, a speaker. And it's amazing to see the characters. One thinks he knows it all. One, mm. you know, thinks that, thinks that his employees are the problem of his business, whatever it is. So many times you just have to, Again, to get a bit of advice, to get out of the, the idea of, I know I have a plan. I also saw one next to you, but throw the business plan, mm. throw away the business mm. plan and would love to get a little bit more uh, feedback from New York about what is it really all about? When do you get to a position in your business that you need to seek for, you know, for a different perspective, for somebody to guide you, for, to get a new board, to get maybe a CEO for your business, all yeah. these things that you think, but it's my baby. It's my thing. I know it all. Or yeah. I, I can. Maybe you think I, I can't. If I'll just think a little bit more, I'll, I'll find the solution. How do you get away from that? That's a fascinating question because it kind of loops back also to parts of, of, of discussion at the beginning, which is, who do you listen to in life? Mm. And, you know, business is a very individualistic journey. And uh, you can have role models, you can have mentors and advisors and everything. But at the end of the day, you got to decide what makes you happy, what you want out of this. And it plugs back into all our uh, the, the intention with which you want to, what we want to get out of our relationship uh, with our business. And, and so the answer is almost, I don't know to, 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 to quote Jonty <laughs> and that, that read and some things will stick, but intrinsically you understand and that makes sense to you. And something will, you will absorb and will only surface three months later mm. when they are relevant. Yeah. And I think part of that comes from understanding that the, the greater variety of sources that you read from, the more likely you are to create that. And that also links into the how do you keep being creative? How do you keep shifting yes. perspective? Is read things that have nothing to do with business. Spot you know, on. I listen to a lot of TED Talks. Um, I listen to a lot of online stuff. And a lot of it has nothing to do with sex or relationship. Mm. But then you look at the principles of that. You look at what these guys are talking about and you think, okay – so how does that apply to something that I'm doing from a different perspective? Because that allows me to look at it differently. And then we really start to become very flexible and very creative. Guys, I, I want to ask you something. As a sort of in the final stage of the business life cycle, and um, we can post a picture of the life cycle for the listeners to get a better understanding where we are, but... Often in a business, there comes a point when the business is dying off, a bit like relationships. It's just no matter what you try, uh, that connection doesn't come again. So how do you – when do you decide to walk away and when do you decide to book a lesson with Jonti? When do you invest more of your money in the business uh, and when do you say, okay, you know what? We've had an amazing one year, three years, 10 years together. Let's not walk away bitter. Let's say fantastic 10 years. Thank you for the experience. Hmm. 
That's a really interesting question. I don't know that I have a definitive answer for that because I think it's going to be different for everybody. But I'd say this. Um, I would I would do that firstly more on a feeling. So for me, our feelings have a greater truth than our thoughts. Our feelings are present. They're happening now. Yeah. Okay. Am I still connected to this? Is my heart connected? Is my soul connected? Is there something that adds to me? Can I walk away at the end of a day and say, this was interesting. There was something there that fed something inside of me. Does it expand me or does it contract me? And that doesn't mean that it's not going to be easy because sometimes the most difficult are the most rewarding. So I've come to see this in the context of emotions. Every emotion, there's nothing as a, as a negative or positive emotion. Emotions have expansive and contractive expressions. The contractive expression of an emotion is when I'm stuck in it. So let's take anger. If I'm feeling angry, I can become an angry person and everything that I do comes out of anger. That's a contractive expression of anger. The expansive expression of anger is I'm angry that can motivate me to do something, to change something. Does something expand me or does it contract me? That's very powerful. John T. often says when you go to consultation, he says, I really, I can't guarantee you're going to stay together if you came as a couple. You said much better than me. But basically, this soul search and this, this process is going to be for each one of you. And, and it's not going to... I'm not going to make, you know, this is not my in my interest to, to keep you together. I would like you to grow and I would like you to expand. I would like you to have a process. I would like you to seek happiness or happiness is a word that has a bit of, uh, we use too often, but I would like you to find yourselves and, you know, you're, you're being content in your own, in your own self, in your own skin rather than staying together. And I had a chat recently with a friend. She said uh, things like, you know, I don't know if I was supposed to leave him and I don't know if we were supposed to stay together. And all these things are thoughts because she knew back then that she's not supposed to be there. And now she knows she's not even sorry for the fact they're not together. But she keeps on saying, was I maybe not? Maybe I've missed something. And once you give up that idea, it should have been, it could have been, this business should have been my breakthrough. This relationship should have been the best. These are all thoughts. It's not the reality. It's not the energy of things. It's not the flow of things. And that takes me to my last understanding that when you are going through a journey, again, attachment. So does it matter that we spent 10 years together and now it's time to separate? We need to learn how to be less attached to what we have achieved and more where we are at the moment present and where we are looking forward to, what we are looking forward to. Mm. And that's something that takes us. It's very hard to break relationships or to break patterns of sex or to, I suspect, I didn't start many businesses, but I suspect to also say, but we've invested so much in this business. There's a lot of ego to dismantle. There's a lot of curiosity to discover. There's a lot of... Um, 
boost of energy to find again in your soul to actually say it doesn't matter mm. if it needs to if we need to separate parts we still have the experience and i think shifting perspective helps enormously in that which says okay so we had a relationship in a certain way mm. that was conducted in a certain way in a certain context that needs to change can it change together or can it change separately And you, you know, I'm just reflecting on, 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 on the num numerous, unfortunately, businesses that I screwed up personally. And, uh, and I'm looking at that, that each one was actually building the York up that is today. And who knows what the York is in 20 years mm. time. And, uh, and the trick, I think, that you're almost saying between the lines is it's okay to move on. It's okay to fix it, but bring work on it constantly work on it and this is a i think in business a problem that many entrepreneurs have is they go into it with a very fixed idea of what that relationship should is should be or is going yeah. back to phase one yeah. of gold back to phase yeah. one instead of instead of seeing it as a fluid um ever-changing ever-changing yeah. beast And for, for me, that yeah. connects enormously with the idea of that your relationship, your business and your relationship and your sex is an extension and an expression of you. Spot on. And this is, you know, inherent in that. And this is, for example, why I love Tamar so much is that I don't care who she is in the sense of her behavior three years ago when we met and what she does and so forth. My behavior, Jonti's behavior, we change. We grow, we mature, we adapt and so forth. Fundamental deep inside, addressing to your point, is it contractive or expensive? Is there a, a good core of a human being inside that wants to learn and grow with you? So don't see your business as a static, uh, what do you call it, flag in or point in the sand, but rather as a beautiful, dynamic, fluid things to grow with. Yeah, and you get to a certain point in a relationship and a, a business is the same, where it needs to change. The nature of it needs to change. Sometimes it needs to stop and mm. it needs to make an absolute U-turn. And that's mm. powerful because in business too often we, we're so fixed on, well, why don't the clients buy my product or services? Rather than saying, well, Why are the clients not buying a product? So what can we change? And if you are in love with how your business was at the start, you're never going to adapt. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really, really interesting because a lot of what happens in life, in relationship, in business, it's not always personal about you. The universe isn't personal. The universe isn't out to get you Or to make you successful. It's <laughs> all just there. Yeah. You are going to do with it what you are going to do with it. Very true. And I think when we get that, a lot starts to change. If you stop loving me, that's not about me. Mm. Your feelings changed. Like what okay. Mm. That's all. What we shared was beautiful. I'm so grateful for it. I learned so much. Yes. And from that... I can go somewhere with that. Beautiful. Maybe we, can stop, maybe we can stop saying, this is karma. This is going to get back to you or God did this or just stop taking things so personal. Focus less on this ego-driven yeah. thing 
And if something yeah. went wrong, something just went wrong. Now and there's another present moment. What are we doing with it? And day by day, think about at the end of the day, what do you want to work, walk out of your office, whatever your office your is, bed. with? And the same thing. What do you want to get out of your bed with? Do you want it to be a moment of connection, a moment of expansion, a moment of sharing, of something that was intimate, of something that was Interesting, something that expanded you, something that contributed to somebody kids. else. And if that's what you're thinking, whatever you're doing is going to be successful. Yeah, you do realize, guys, that what you've done now is kind of screwed up with my ability to have business meetings. because <laughs> Every time you're going to think yeah. about a clit and a well, cock and expansion. <laughs> well, yeah, you're already thinking that. about that, my baby. Yeah, that's that, really okay. The second rule, but more importantly, you know what Don't you fuck up businesses. <laughs> fuck up your friends. <laughs> or your bi- but, you know, you said at the beginning, the way you have sex is the way you run your business. Mm. So I'm going to be starting to observe a hell of a lot of business people right now and make assumptions on that. Yeah. <laughs> this has been amazing, you know, and there is so much more, and we are definitely going to come back to this again and again and go deeper into it because it's so important yeah, for relationship deeper. and it's so important for business. So thank you. Thank and you. And I've really, it's, this morning it's has brought up some track. really interesting thoughts for me. And it's one of the things that I love talking to you because I learn so much all the Lots time. Lots of cool things are going to be on our podcast page. Please Absolutely. go and visit it. And just thank you for the most beautiful men in my life. Thank, thank you. you. And we wish you all so much pleasure. This is CliffCentral.com.